Welcome to Stash Chats, the sewing podcast that unpicks sewing room secrets and celebrates crafty collections. I'm your host, Yvette, co-founder of sewing organizer app Stash Hub, and I'm on a mission to help you fall in love with your stash. Each episode, I'm joined by a different member of the sewing community to chat about their unique stash, personal sewing journey, and what inspires them. This episode, I'm joined by Jess, who is active on Instagram and YouTube as So What If I Sew, and hosts the Sew Yellow Ferendo Challenge, which has raised funds and awareness for endometriosis over the last few years. I had a great chat with Jess all about her stash, her upcoming projects, and we go off on a few tangents as well. So hope you enjoy this episode. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Yvette. Can you see and hear me all right? Yep, yeah, I can see you great. And give us a wave from the chat as well, uh, if you're just joining and you can... Yeah, Stacey says, hello. Hello, Stacey. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. So um, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, Jess, and like what you like sewing and a little bit about your sewing background? Yeah, sure. So um, for anyone who doesn't follow me, hello. Um, I'm Jess. I'm from Sew On If I Sew. I, as Yvette has put in the description a bit, had a bit of a life change recently. So until two weeks ago. Um, I was an event manager. I'd worked in events since I was 16, right through uni, through school and everything. Um, but I'm actually now taking up a full-time PhD. So I'll be a part-time freelancer, etc. in the events world. But I'm becoming a PhD now, which is so exciting. Um, in terms of my sewing life, um, firstly, I sew with a machine. My hand sewing's appalling and I'm physically incapable of knitting or crocheting. I'd love to, but it just doesn't go. Um, but I love uh, my machines and my overlockers. I am a speedy sewist. Um, I'm much more likely to spend like eight hours on a Saturday smashing through something um, because life is busy. And so I like to take any sewing time I can and really just wring the sewing out of it. Um, <laughs> any time you've got, excellent. Oh my God, I'm near my machine. Fantastic, let's do something. Um, in terms of what I sew, I sew with mostly wovens. That's not because I don't like jerseys. I just do you know what it is? I don't see as many jersey fabrics that I'm drawn to as I do with wovens. I sew a lot of dresses. I'm quite good for trousers. I'm appalling for tops. That's a new thing for me this year. I'm really trying to focus on making more because I wear jeans and jumpers in the winter. So trying to make stuff I can wear with jeans and a cardi or that kind of that kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, I've been sewing actually much longer than I realised. I've been sewing for about 10 years. So I started sewing when I was 17 because I, well, at the time, the type of body that was in fashion is not the one I had. So I found it very hard to find shirts that would fit my bust and my waist, or I'm five foot two. So it's the classic cutting six inches off trousers because fashion is made for tall skinny people, which is, I'm very happy for them and their massive choice of trousers. But things like that led to, me wanting to be a bit more creative and then my mum was a costume designer back in the day um, and a theatre designer so she taught me to sew in a straight line um, and then I've really just gone from there I had a little break while I was at uni and then I've come back to it like most of it on like 2019-ish I really got back into it got everything sent down to my house down here um, from my parents house up in Scotland and yeah it's it's been brilliant um, it's been a bit wild joining Instagram because I didn't know any of this existed. Um, so yeah, three years in and it's it's cool. Yeah. Um, everyone's lovely. It's such a good community we have. Yeah, because I think this sort of links into your really exciting news about being in the sewing magazine. Yes, 
yes um so sorry guys i will not shut off about this for about a week so please bear with um i was asked by the wonderful rachel byrne who if you don't follow her you should she is a sewing and craft writer she also just makes the most beautiful things um but she got in touch with me and said she was writing something about craftivism and sewing activism and obviously sewing Ferrando is my baby um and i love it so she asked if i wanted to talk about it and the answer to that is always yes so um yeah she, we did a little interview and it's been published today so actually if you don't mind me using this to announce as well part of that is i've put it in writing in a national magazine so it has to happen now next year i will be doing a live event for so yellow ferrando in london where i will invite you to wear something yellow and um, it'll be ticketed but ticket proceeds will cover whatever venue hire it is and then go to charity so it's i'm terrified so if you live down here and you would like to come and wear something yellow and just generally see other sewers and chat please do um and take part thank you holly uh holly who's just commented in the chat is my school friend um who's fabulous and has my first sewing machine actually um so i i hope it's very happy with you um but yeah it's been wild and so surreal to go into wa smith's today and pick up a magazine and be like i'm in it Actually, even my mum's got a copy. Oh. Um, my parents are normally quite like they're very busy people, so they don't sort of like they're not good with dates. Like they forget their own wedding anniversary every single year. But even my mum has gone and bought a coffee today, and I'm just like, guys, you know, oh. it, it's so cool. But yeah, um, I sew, I do sewing activism. Um, hooray! We have at least one person in London that will come. Well, I'll if that will you come? So even if it's just me and Sarah, we're going to have a blast. It's going to be amazing. yeah. But I feel like we'll get hammered. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. You know. Coming from the events industry, though, I feel like it'll be a breeze for you. This is oh, your, like your pressure. The pressure of everyone knowing that's my day job. It's unbelievable. Um, but it it does it does help. It has to be said, particularly with the doing because I organise Sarah friend on my own as well. Um, it definitely. I would be lying if I said I didn't slip into work me for the sort of two months prior. So, yeah, now I'm going to like just sort of segue very delicately into your stash. And off the back of So Yellow Ferendo, does that mean you've got lots of yellow fabric in your stash? Mm -hmm. Or are you sewing it all up for Yellow Ferendo? You don't have any. I would love to be that person who is organised enough for their own challenge that they've sewn their yellow thing prior. I'm not that person. I am always sewing at exactly the same time as you guys. I'm always buying my fabric in March because particularly with my own makes for projects, I want to make sure that it's it reflects where I am at that time. And also that I've had a good think about, like, I mean, my endometriosis is miles better. My surgery is fantastic, but there are still, like, there are still things I need in my wardrobe for when I'm on my period, when I'm ovulating, stuff like that, that I like to sort of sit and think. And that March is my time to go. Whilst the surgery has been phenomenal and life is, it's chalk and cheese from where we were, it's my moment to go, let's think rationally about what we need and also treat my myself to some beautiful yellow fabric from one of our sponsors. Um, because also the discounts are for me as much as they are for you guys as well. Like, please embrace them. It's really 
Um, really important to like engage in your own challenge because it is a community thing like you and you're very much part of the community so I think it's really great that you're able to join in that in real time it's not just like here's some yellow stuff that I made ages ago whatever it's like no I I'm here like this is my actual experience of endometriosis you know this is what I'm making and you know it's, I think it's much more inspiring to to see someone really like you know on the same level as everyone else and I think that's what's really good in the sewing community because it's like it feels very much like everyone's in it together not just like you know oh, they're absolutely like else. i'd be a terrible blue peter presenter i have nothing <laughs> made earlier i'm i'm very much like here i am at the same time as you guys sewing for my own deadline that i set like two months ago i should be fine but i am not um but it does mean so currently i'm looking down at my stash i can't turn the camera a lot but i will a little um my stash is smaller than it was because money and sewing is expensive and cost of living crisis um i'm going to turn slightly and look at what i have uh it's split i have a lot of wovens i have a really weird amount of denim at the moment which is fun um because i'm gonna do jeans i am i well i have to now i've got three sets of denim i've got to make something um although i am sort of edging gently into jeans by tackling the oh, how do i pronounce it it's maison faux isn't it yes and um, the hussard jeans which are like a sort of cigarette style jean but they've got like little darts at the top and they're made for a lighter weight denim so those are going to be my first foray into jeans because they're like more trousers um but yeah i think we've got a lot of denim we've got a couple of knits on at the moment um we have got some satiny bits because I like having, I bought that satin actually in a D stash. So I'm going to get it out because, oh, it's like vacuum packed in there. Um, so I have this cute satin actually, which we're going to talk about in a bit because I want to use it more as a twirl because I got it in a D stash. Like it's not, I don't really care about the color, but it's a really nice quality Duchess satin, but I didn't pay very much for it. So my plan is, and I would welcome any suggestions, I want to go to the Dressmakers Ball next year because I'm incredibly jealous of everyone who went this year. It looks so gorgeous. Yeah, I have massive FOMO for those events as well. I was looking at it and I was like, the thing is, I love sewing and I feel like everyone has their sort of natural habitat. Like some people love festivals, some people love gigs. I'm a black tie evening girl. I love an evening dress. Like, I, will, I don't care, I will whatever is required i will be there in my nice evening dress um when so, they're like oh no casual just jeans and a nice top you're like oh not again uh, <laughs> i i have a horror in my head i'd always rather be overdressed than underdressed yeah also tell us in the comments how you feel about that one um because i feel like some people are like oh i'm fine if i turn up in jeans and other people are like dressed up i'm just mortified i'm like no no, no I, but, uh, I can't do it but the plan is to make a proper evening dress and I would twirl it in this but I want evening dress suggestions I want pattern suggestions um for something stupidly dramatic so if anyone has any patterns they love stick them in the comments below um or let us know because yeah I'm it's it's just it's an ambition and I'd really really like to sew like a proper evening dress like it'd just be fun Emily, if you wear what would you wear I don't know Emily, I'm just going to say, Emily says in the chat that she's definitely going next year. So Great. I just want to know if you've got a plan yet, Emily. Do you know what sort of thing that you would make? 
Um, yeah, I don't know what I'd make. I've got some really nice vintage patterns that Doug Graham gave me. Um, and there's one that's like, it's like floor length, like a massive A-line skirt and a really low back, but then quite like high on the front. I'd love to make that. that I think that would be incredible. incredible. Oh my God. Low on the back as well. I'll, I'll, I'll send a picture of it later. It's, it's really nice. I could see you in that. I could. Like, oh my God, that would be so pretty. Also, if um, Emily's going, I really want to go because Emily and I have been tagging each other and stuff for like three years. We have a mutual agreement that if there's like giveaways, we can just tag each other. Um, so I'd love to meet you in person <laughs> because it's just really nice. Um, but yeah, that's sort of, sort of my stash. I have the odd few, like, do you know what? I shop in a sort of, ooh, peony dress. Yeah. I want to have a go at the peony actually. It does look really nice. Um, it's one of those patterns where I feel like you could wear it to anything. Yeah, and I feel like with all the darts, like it could be work to fit it, but once you got the fit, it would be like really nice. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Some some garments are worth it. Some you just try and then you're like, no, I'm throwing this in the bin. Like, no. But yeah, no, like my graduation outfit though as well, I spent so long fitting that, even though it's a Vogue pattern and thus, the dimensions bear no resemblance to a human being. Um, but I spent so much time working on it because I was like, no, no, it's worth it. It's worth it. We're gonna we're gonna take a step out of the sewing room whenever we feel like screaming, and then we're gonna come back and keep fitting it. Um, but yeah, I guess that's sort of my stash. Um, you you've had quite a big like sort out of your stash recently. Yes. So using Stash Hub, and now this is not actually an intentional plug. When Yvette and I met like two three weeks ago, September is just vanished. Um, we were talking about the fact that I basically don't have space on my phone for another app uh, because I'm useless. I fill it, it's like a handbag, I just fill it completely. Um, and I prefer like a web version. I was like, oh, I wish there's a web version of it. Oh, there is. Um, so if you would like to tune into my YouTube on Sunday, the 1st of October, you can see me sort my entire stash and log it all. Or I had 20 uncut fabrics, so I've logged all of those on Stash Hub, and now I have a bag full of remnants that I'm going to try and use first. But so satisfying, guys, cannot recommend enough. Like, it's so pretty when I look at it now. It's like, it's all there and it's all nice. But yeah, Sunday, 1st of October, come over to YouTube, commiserate with me, get a cup of tea, um, and join me because you should have seen. It, I had I had I was like knee deep in fabric in my very small sewing room and Adam literally walked in and went and then just walked really slowly out he was like I'm not, I'm not. you'll share the space as like an office space yeah we share it I think the usage is like 75% to me 25% to him because he's only in here during the day whereas I'm in here all evening yeah for sewing and stuff as well and also like so the room is sort of like a little rectangle so he's got like an l on that side and then i have this style <laughs> that so often um that way and then all of this way so i'm actually I'm gonna try and turn it he's gonna let me turn so i have like a cute little unit here and stuff that's like awesome. you just let him live in it <laughs> yeah it's, it's cute i like it uh, we are considering moving to a one bed so we can like save for a house and stuff so that might may mean even more downsizing um so we will see um but my big aim at the moment with my phd and like the thing is i've been really lucky i've been awarded a scholarship i've been given a stipend 
um but cost of living crisis guys um i am my income is is halving to be realistic with you guys it is it is roughly halving and i'll have to make it up through freelancing and stuff like that um but it does mean sewing's an expensive hobby i love it and i wouldn't change it for the world but it's an expensive hobby and i definitely noticed like it was really important to me you'll see if you watch the video on sunday that i catalogue exactly what i have and what i've used it for and what like how much money realistically is sat in this room because my yeah. fabric's in this unit and there's also a big plastic box under the desk with like bulkier stuff and it's remembering whenever i want to shop going what do i have in my stash and um, stash has actually really helped with that as well Amazing. just to have that visual nice and easy like yeah. representation we've got a comment from petal palmer along those lines that says it took a while to put all my patterns of fabric on stash hub had a shock when i looked at the statistics especially what i've spent <laughs> now we're buying any more and using what i have <laughs> but that that's the thing though i find like if I shop online, at least I'm very aware of how much I'm spending. If I shop in person, like... It's yeah, it's much harder, I think. I think when you shop online, because the price is like right there, like in big writing at the top, whereas when you're in, in person, you're just like feeling all the fabric and I don't know, I just feel like you get all the emotions and you're just like, don't oh, worry yeah. about how have this. <laughs> it gets very expensive. I'm much less likely to emotionally purchase online. Now I say that, however, this wall is sat next to me, which I waited a whole three days between seeing it, wanting it, and then I was like, no, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I'm doing it, and I just bought loads, and uh, I cut out a jacket out of this this morning, actually, I've been like, so you've, you've started amazing suit project. I have, yes, so the jacket actually will be revealed in a couple of weeks on YouTube, because I am incapable of do you know what it's ridiculous for work for my phd i can work in a really measured way and i can split out tasks and it's fine with sewing something in my brain goes no no it's gonna be fine don't worry about it it's gonna be fine and then we get to like three days before i need to reveal something or like take it somewhere or wear it somewhere and my my brain just goes do you think we should cut it out now and i'm like yeah yeah we, we really do need to um so that the jacket is cut out, the skirt's cut out, um, skirt will be a little bit longer because I need to buy an exposed zip for the back. And I want to see if I need any other haberdashery. And then I'm going to order it as a one-er. Little tip actually for anyone who's looking for A, the speediest delivery of haberdashery and notions ever, but also pretty reasonably priced. I love Jaycots, they're not on Instagram that I can see. Um, but they're a really, really solid website and I get like um, for bra making, I got half my notions for that there for my blazer as well. But if you order a zip, it'll be here the next day, um, which I love. So, yeah, I will throw that tip in there. Um, but yeah, no, it's sort of. So have you got where you're like Chanel inspired cohort? Um, I, I mean, at all occasions, I'm going to sleep in it um, <laughs> just all the time. But no, specifically, I want it for my PhD. So I want it for when I first, because potentially I'm going to start lecturing, which is really cool. Um, they're going to make me an associate fellow because of the amount of practical experience. It's a whole thing. It's really cool. Um, Congratulations. So you're going to wear it when you need to feel like a real boss and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, especially as like I'm quite young to do a PhD. And I can see everyone's been so lovely. 
but there is a sense sometimes in the bigger stuff or it's like oh, well you're a little phd and you're like no no <laughs> i'm allowed to be here this is fine um good old imposter syndrome but academia without imposter syndrome <laughs> honestly it's ridiculous but actually i have to say my uni's been fantastic like they've been really really good so and my supervisors are lovely um but the other thing i want this soup for is i am going to the chanel exhibition because a very very good friend of mine works at the vna and she's got me free tickets for my birthday in january so come hell or high water it has to be done for that so i can wear it to the chanel exhibition at the VNA. which Amazing. go and see it if you're in london if you can if you can get a ticket go it's it's meant to be sensational. Uh, Kim from So Much To Say went the other day and shared photos and I was literally like, the photo is so real because I'm not going to January. Um, but like, thoroughly recommend, like get tickets if you're a sewing gal. It's, oh, it's just great. But yeah, no, that's, that's I think what I'm gonna wear that too. I wasn't brave enough to cut into that until this morning and then I was like, right, my, my stash up thing's coming up. I'm talking about my stash today. I'm gonna do it. So watch this space, guys. Amazing. So what patterns are you gonna use? Um, I am using... The skirt's pretty much self-drafted because I, as anyone who's followed me for a while will know, I love an A-line miniskirt. I just love them. Um, I think it's because I'm short and they make me look tall. Uh, so that's a pattern. I think it started long ago as something from a great British sewing bee, but it's been adjusted and changed and adjusted and changed till now it's just like my mini skirt pattern. Um for like as in for my body. So I'm gonna use that. And then the jacket actually is again it's quite an obscure pattern. It's a simple sew one and it's I think it's called the Jackie O jacket. I'm gonna get it actually because it's right here. Um love, love my pattern envelopes. I was solidly influenced by it throughout. It was ridiculous. Um, but I love them. So that's it. Oh, nice. It's a Jackie jacket, and it's like, I'm not going to do pockets because I, I don't care. Like, I don't, I quite like the line of it without, but it's not going to have buttons or anything. It's going to be more of a box jacket just because I actually find that more comfortable. I find a jacket with buttons with my body shape can look a bit weird. Like, it can sort of, I don't know, you really have to put a lot of work into like a blazer with cup sizes and everything so that it falls where it should but with like a jacket like that if i buttoned it it would just look really weird um so we're gonna go box and then i'm thinking about do i make a blouse for underneath but then in terms of shopping my wardrobe which i try and do at all times i do have some really really nice black blouses so i think i'll probably unless i see something where i'm like i must make this immediately yeah because well, you like, you're going to make that suit and then keep it for a long time so you can always do the top like another exactly. time later on yeah or if i found that like you know there's a color i think would go really well with it or whatever but i'm so excited like i like to have a project like that to think about so now that you've got all your stash like catalogued and organized do you feel like you've got a clearer view now of like what your next projects will be i think so so I think so. Um, there's a few things. So I'm trying to, I've, I've swapped over my wardrobe now from some spring, summer to like autumn, winter. We are at the time of year where I'm trying to see what summer clothes can be worn in the winter with a jumper and boots. Um, because I like making sure my wardrobe can exist across multiple spaces and multiple seasons. Um, but my next project, I'm trying to be conscious about what I need 
particularly yeah. as my job is changing. My current job, I will walk anywhere from 20 to 40,000 steps when I'm on site. Um, so I have to have clothes I feel comfortable in, but look really smart. I have to be able to put a radio either on a belt or on, on my trousers, so there needs to be enough fitting to do that. Like there's parameters like that my current job requires. And I have to like be able to wear them for 16 hours comfortably, you know, like there's a lot of stuff like that. Whereas for my PhD, I'm sitting down a lot. Um, which doesn't sound like I need to dress for it, but I don't really own any comfortable clothes. Like I, I, I as in I got like I, I'm wearing trackies right now, which are from Tesco's and they're like knitted ones. Um, but I don't put much into like looking smart while working from home. Like I'll still wear skinny jeans, which when you're sat down for a while isn't great for your legs. So I'm trying to think about trouser patterns that are make me feel good and like I'm still getting dressed but are comfortable to work again. Any suggestions, massively welcome. Um, Cardis, jumpers, the kind of stuff where I don't, I'm a big believer in wardrobe and mindset being linked. Yeah. I always used to dress up for exams because it made me feel like I was in the right space. Yeah. When I have a horrible client, I am so polished because I'm like, I need my armor on. Yeah. Um, and that that's a big thing i think like clothes have the power to make you feel so good or terrible so i want to make sure that my new wardrobe fits the new demands of my life um so that's why the maison clove who's jeans are coming up um the true bias marlow i'm making two of them because why not really uh I could always do with an extra, especially as I lost mine on the tube. R.I.P. Oh my God. Marlo, that you lost. Such a shame. <laughs> do you know what? I was on the tube and I was at Piccadilly Circus and it was pulling away and it literally, as the door shut, I just saw it vanish. And I was like, okay. Like, well, there's probably like a little family of those mice that live in the tube that have it as a lovely nest. <laughs> oh yeah, the borrowers have got a marquee now, they're fine. Um, because I, I did ask the chief station. Unsighted Chandler pants, because they're like, they've got pleats, and they're like a sort of cigarette leg, but they're elastic on the back. Oh my goodness me, those those are going to have to happen. I love that, because I like, I love the closet core Pietras, I wore them today. Um, I forgot how big the pockets are. Guys, if you haven't made them, make them. I've made one of every view, and I'm considering another pair of tailored shorts in them, in like a wall, but I can't can't decide if that's you know how loads of 2000s fashions coming around yeah and it's kind of slightly horrifying um and then like great on the one hand and some things and then i'm like no 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 one wants low-rise jeans no one I wants two tops with going through it once though you already know like what's the garbage and what we can actually go with so you can just be like you know what those belts that are made of all the little circles it's not happening we're not doing that again <laughs> I just, <laughs> I look back on some photos. I'm so glad we didn't have as much social media. I know. Uh, Gen Z are going to be so embarrassed in like 15 years' time. It's going to be really funny. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's just hilarious. I mean, so one of my best friends, her sister is like um, just left uni. So she's, she's a bit younger than us and she's very much Gen Z. Um, really lovely girl, fantastic, like very sweet. But she dresses very Gen Z and she poses in photos and she keeps taking the mick out of me and my friend because we pose like millennials. And we're like, how dare you? Because we've got our hand on it. Um, it's really hard. Although one of my friends was wearing flares the other day and I was like, you look fantastic. 
However, I am going to rip you mercilessly for this because if it rains, I will laugh at you. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, should it any paddles recently? Emily, <laughs> about Vicky sews patterns. They do some nice, sexy evening patterns. Ooh, yes. And Vicky sews is on my Make Nine this year. And there is a dress on there, but I think I might change it for something else. I'm also looking because there's some really, no one needs skirts over trousers again. Yes. Yes. A hundred times. Or like those weirdly long tops with leggings and a belt for some reason, even though they were always tight. Belts as well. You can't just have one belt. You have to have at least three belts. How do I know if I have enough belts? Is there a measure? Um, <laughs> you, you, you keep putting on belts. When you think I've got enough belts, you add at least one more and it has to be studded. <laughs> And then you go out. It's the opposite of the Chanel quote, yeah. isn't it? Before you leave the house, add one more belt. Um, and a scarf, a really thin scarf as well, you gotta I have. I just don't understand what they were for. Like, I just don't. They didn't have any kind of positive impact. <laughs> and in the UK, they just look silly because you look like you've got streamers because it's always windy. Yeah. It's just, no. just silly. But yes, my, sorry, we have just gone off on one there, but uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed that. Um, but I definitely, my, uh, my stash will be staying away from trends and will be aiming for the timeless, I think. Yes, I mean, that's a good way to go, especially if you're on a budget. My poor feet can't take ballet pumps again. Do you know what? I've, I've gone back to ballet pumps only because um, when I broke my foot, they were all I could wear and now I've actually become used to them again. So I'm going to have to get back to normal shoes immediately. Um, <laughs> because yeah, it, you might as well walk on the floor. Like there's, there's just nothing. Um, although if anyone has any good, like I, I'm a sucker for an ankle boot, but if anyone's got any good shoe recommendations for just like non boots, but like sturdy enough shoes that aren't trainers, I would appreciate that because like <sighs> shoes are awkward. I don't know if you find this. Like, I'll style a really cute outfit, and then I'm like, oh, I just hate all of my shoes. Yeah, yeah I really struggle to get shoes, because I've got quite wide feet as well. So if I, buy, if I buy shoes online, I get them, and then I'm like, my foot literally can't fit in while I'm doing it. So I have two things. The front of my foot's wide, and the back of it's really narrow. So certain brands, I'm like, that's just never going to happen. But also, my feet, like, I'm five foot two, but my feet are a size six. Um, yeah, same. I'm literally five two with size six feet as well. Do I you feel have like a problem where you look a bit like a duck if your shoes come too far up your feet? <laughs> I do. Like you, you might carry it off beautifully, but for me, I'm like, why do I have so much foot? Like, <laughs> so and I'm like, that is such a cute shoe, and it's like a size three, and I'll pick it up in a six, and I'm like, oh no, it's like a no, bug. Ridiculous. Um, I'm really enjoying this. I know this is not so related, guys, but I'm, I'm having a great time. I know, yeah. Let us know in the comments if you've got any uh, any questions to ask Jess, either about her stash or sewing or even just about, like, naughty's fashion. Another size. Hey! <laughs> we should make a club. Um, <laughs> how does anyone get shoes that fit them? I don't know, but if you find out, please tell us. Um, I think it's the only way. Um, this is, to be fair, this always happens when I go on Instagram lives. I'm so sorry, but I just have a chat. Um, um, it, it's literally called Stash Chat, so that's why we're chatting. This is great. Yeah, and Crocs. I don't think I can. I don't think I can justify the wearing of Crocs in public. Maybe for like gardening, but I don't know if I can do Crocs. <laughs> I, I have so I will allow Crocs at the beach because they make sense. However, the num 
number of times I've got on the tube in the last few weeks and seen people wearing Crocs with full massive white socks. Yeah. It's just yeah. distressing. <laughs> I just, I just can't. Like, why did we decide clogs were good? Why? I mean, I also love that there are people who just love them and we're waiting for them to come back. And I'm like, yeah. Do you know what? Crocs. They do because my mum has them. It's pretty. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna have to Google it afterwards, and then I'll get loads of Crocs adverts. Do you know what it is? It's like the older version of the jelly shoe. Is how I'm gonna put it. It's sort of like they do actually look quite cute, and they are comfortable. Um, oh goodness, that's a look and a half, isn't it? Um, Thirteen-year-old wears Crocs and fluffy socks. Does the fluff come through the holes? I was literally going to say that. It's just sprouting up. Oh my God. I thought it was you once. There's some division, I think, in the viewers about whether or not people like Crocs. I think it's, it's just divisive. Do you know what? I won't penalise anybody who had Crocs the first time round. Like, you do you. Um, do you know, somehow, Emily, I'm more okay with you having a pair of jelly shoes than I am with you liking Crocs. Like, yeah, that's really, you have to suffer for the look. They will cut your feet, but you you won't have soggy shoes when you come out the sea because they're just impervious to everything. That is true. Very badly. They're indestructible. I mean, you know, sometimes though, I was wearing a pair of French Connection heels. I've now had to just vanish them from my life because they were so beautiful. But as soon as you put them on, you'd be bleeding within three minutes. And it wore them so many times. And there was just, I was like, there was just no, these shoes are not made for feet. These are just made to look at and be like, aren't you pretty? And they were white. So I was like, right, well, I can't wear them now. So be gone. <laughs> um, but it is definitely like, I'm not, are you a heels girl or a flats girl? Um, I really don't wear a lot of heels now. Like I would have worn heels at like sort of more fancier events, but then it was the pandemic and I just like didn't wear any shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no shoes, none. <laughs> yeah, kind of a converse girl to be honest. <laughs> no, that's fair. So I, before I broke my foot in, or well, fractured a bit of my foot in June or what, May, no, I did it in May, um, I normally wear heels every day because I just like it, I prefer it. Um, but I sort of, I in an ideal world, I'd wear them all the time and I can wear them all the time, but the hill we live on is like a one in three hill. And I found I can't walk down it in heels anymore. Literally. Like my proper ones. Literally, yeah, my knees are like bent and I'm like back here. It's, it's not a good look and it's very slow to go to the station. So yeah. I sort of, started putting additional shoes in my bag but normally normally I'm a heels girl and I find like it helps with ballet and stuff as well because I'm just sort of on my toes a lot um but I do I'm sort of embracing trainers a bit more now yeah I'm the same petal I'm also not wearing an underwire bra <laughs> I went I went to this gig on Saturday and I selected for a random spot check where they searched me and they were like I'm just gonna look under the wire of your bra and they're like oh you don't really have a wire <laughs> Just there, like, oh. <laughs> it was so awkward honestly. that is that that's oh god that is something sorry i don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah the thing is there is never a scenario in which you would have imagined you having to say sorry for not having an underwired bra oh, and no. yet being british dictates that you go i'm sorry your stop and search hasn't gone well it was um <laughs> 
such a, the whole thing was so awkward because I also had like literally in my pockets I had like my ID, my phone, and a tissue, and like all the rest of my stuff was in a bag in the car because I was like, there's no taking all this stuff in. And so they were like, oh, can you empty your pockets? I took these three things out and put them on the table, and they were just like, is that it? And I was like, yes. Uh, what do you want from me? <laughs> like, I more stuff. I just wouldn't get it out for you. Ah, it was weird anyway. Here's the selection of things um, I have chosen to give you. Um, Jessica, be happy has just joined the chat. Um, what you have missed is me and Yvette chatting about terrible 2000s fashions that are coming back. Yeah, we so. also chatted quite a lot about our feet, which I think probably <laughs> maybe not wise to do on the internet. Yeah, you haven't missed too but much, Jessica. They're don't not worry. visible, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, we won't be yeah, added to a up on YouTube as well, so you can watch it all um, tomorrow. Um, if you want to hear the little bits that we did actually talk about Jess's stash and her upcoming project. Well, one thing I would like to talk about a little bit in terms of in terms of stash, if it's okay, is about thrifty sewing a little bit because it's quite a big gear shift for me. Um, I mean, everyone has their different styles of sewing, and one thing you did ask me in advance as well is about how I shop. And that's probably a big thing that's changed. Um, now, I prefer to shop, my head prefers to shop online and only for the projects I need. My heart prefers to shop in person, buy everything that I touch twice and go, oh my God, it's beautiful. Um, and shop in halls with no real idea of what I'm actually gonna use anything for. Um, which I don't advise and I know is not the way, like there can be pressure particularly as a sewist on YouTube, to do fabric hauls. They absolutely can. And the thing is, they do very well. So I understand why people do them. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I've done them myself. But I did I have think a little sit down. Is living vicariously, isn't it? They're like, well, if I see what Jess has got, then I don't have to do my buy because like, I do that with the subscription boxes. Yeah. Like, I'm not yes. subscribed, but I always watch the unboxings because then I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I still feel like part of it because I know what everyone got. No, I completely agree. And I think I, I completely get that. But I had to have a bit of a word with myself um, because I'm under a strict budget now. And I've really I love my hobby and I have a lot of fabric in this house. So I'm on a fabric ban until January. All I'm allowed to buy is anything that will allow me to finish a project. So for example, if this swatch from Jelly Fabrics matches my Marlowe cardigan that I just didn't cut out the other side of the facing for because I'm an idiot, um, then I will buy half a meter of that to allow me to finish that project and add it to my wardrobe. But I'm on like a new fabric ban. Because also I think sometimes, particularly in the current climate, I do feel a bit uncomfortable with doing like, such big stash hauls and things and fabric hauls stuff like that because i'm like i don't think this is realistic and i also don't think it encourages a behavior that a lot of people can or should do in the current climate so yeah, for a lot not sustainable long term to so just keep buying that much stuff yeah ruth's got a question Ooh. she said uh what was the largest amount of stash you've had at any one point I'd like to see people just show their existing fabric and plans rather than a haul. Well, you should watch my video yeah. on Sunday the 1st of October where I go through my whole stash, um, which is, it's a time. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the large amount of stash I've had at any point, I'm bad at quantifying. 
I mean, I actually don't think I'm that bad for buying a lot of fabric. What I'm bad for is buying fabric and not knowing what I'm going to do with it. And that's something I've realised. So, like, one of my Marlowe's I'm making, I bought that fabric two years ago at the Knitting and Stitching Show. And I was th thinking about it. And at the time, I was like, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. But I haven't touched it. Same as something else I made recently. I bought the fabric, like, two years ago. And that was because at the time I went, oh, it's really pretty, bank holiday sale, bought it. And then obviously it was like, actually, what am I going to do with it? I prefer, like with this fabric, I knew instantly. I looked at it and I was like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this, I'm going to do it like this. So I didn't feel bad buying it because I knew I'd use it. Whereas yeah. I think it can be, particularly at stuff like the Knitting and Stitching Show, it can be really, the stress of it maybe not being there when you go back later. Can you don't want to be yeah, Jessica says, I've got, uh, so what, have you sewn anything with corduroy, yes. Jess? Yes, I have. I've just sewn my, ah, oh, that's the one. Um, I've just sewn my needle cordu uh, corduroy, no, what am I talking about? Carnaby, thank you, brain, um, which is in needle cord. And I've sewn a couple of A-line minis as well. I'm going to scroll back just so I can read the questions. Jessica corduroy, how can I wash and dry the fabric and any pressing tips? So, um, in terms of washing and drying it, I did mine on a gentle and I overlocked the edges before I washed it because particularly needle cord can, it's, it's, well it does fray, but also it can just bleed little black bits all over the wash. So I'd recommend washing it on its own as well. When you cut it out on the floor, I had a lovely little, the equivalent of a chalk outline. It looked like I'd murdered some fabric. Um, but it's, it's really good to use. I found it's lovely and structured. In terms of ironing it, check the composition of it because some of them are like on an off cut as well to check it's not going to like melt it if it's yeah. got some poly in. And the other thing I'd say is I never iron corduroy on the right side. I only ever iron on the wrong side Interesting. because it's Interesting. made for ironing on the other side. You also don't get stuff sticking to your iron because best case scenario, your iron's all fluffy. Worst case scenario, you melt your corduroy, you make it all weird and shiny. And so I'd always iron it from the back personally um and yeah cool iron or now this is something i'm just gonna say because when i started sewing i wasn't entirely sure about this i have a pressing cloth now to be clear i didn't go and buy a pressing cloth i bought a meter of really nice white cotton so i just bought basically but you can use like a bed sheet or something like that just stick something between the iron and the corduroy if you're not sure and that also goes for i've spent half of this year sewing with satin pressing cloths it's and wool as well it's just when you're um ironing on interfacing as well so you don't get all the little bits because it always there's always just a little bit that hangs over the edge and then it wants to <laughs> destroy your friends um yeah no definitely but honestly i would strongly if you don't have an overlocker jessica you can use a zigzag on your regular sewing machine mm -hmm. um and you can use that to finish your seams on the inside as well also, you can, um, one thing I found works really well with corduroy is bias bound seams. Oh, yes, really, really that's a really um, Or something like flat lock seams if you're doing like a pinafore or that kind of stuff. Because for the heavier duty fabric, even though it does bleed and it does fray, if it's enclosed within itself, you're going to get a better finish. Um, and it's going to wash better as well. So I'd recommend like a flat lock seam or like a bias bound edge for inside seams works really nicely. Um, and then that would look really nice as well. Exactly. 
my name's Carmen and I have a fabric buying problem. I never buy fabric with a project in mind. Don't worry. I that. <laughs> That's, that is a bit, oh, hang on. We've got another question. It's off from Emily. How do you pluck up the courage to use good fabric? I love marking project as complete on Stash Hub. There is no better feeling is there than going tick, dumb. Um, in terms of plucking up the courage to use the good fabric, um, there's two things. So firstly, this is the only advice I can sort of give from my own experience is sitting and thinking about all of the ways you will ruin your good fabric does not make it easier to sew with the good fabric when you eventually want to. It makes you want to do it less. It puts pressure on you to sew better. It also makes you make mistakes that you wouldn't ever normally make. What I would suggest is block out a good amount of time for cutting it out. If you're worried, because the cutting is really one of the irreparable bits, if you're worried, read your instructions, read your lay plans, go through it all, but really block out some time for you to just relax. And actually, I stick something on Netflix so I'm not thinking about it. The first time I cut out my sisterly slip dress, I didn't breathe. <laughs> I did not realise until I finished cutting out one side one, like that, that I've been holding my breath. That will happen, don't worry, that's fine. Please breathe though. Um, but you know, like it's, it can be stressful, but if you give yourself enough space to work with it, I would also recommend stopping sewing five minutes earlier than you think you should, because that last five to 10 minutes is the danger zone of I'm going to do something stupid. Um, and if it's really floaty and lightweight, cut your French seams in the daylight, stretched out on a table so that you don't cut the underside of your dress, as I did with my lovely Jessica slip dress, and was utterly bereft. Um, but also, sewing's for fun yeah. it's all good fabric enjoy it and the, it, you know yes it's really frustrating when you ruin good fabric but also you've learned something you'll never do it again yeah. um, on that point of learning something i was listening to uh, one of the recent episodes of love to sew podcast that was with with wendy and they were talking about like if the thing that you're worried about is wasting money on the fabric just think about how much it would cost like to go to fashion school and to learn how to do everything perfectly before you started doing it. Like yeah. the money that you spent on that fabric is not just buying that fabric. It's also an investment in you learning something new. So even if you make a mistake, that's, you're not going to make that mistake again, hopefully. Like yeah. you, you know that you shouldn't be doing your French scenes in the dark. <laughs> like you're, you're gonna, um, you're making that investment. And yeah, that's a good point, Ruth. Make a toile before using the good fabric. Yeah, that helps exactly. Fabric, you know, that the pattern's gonna work and fit you and stuff. That, and I think the thing is as well, like when we're talking about toiles and we're talking about um, sort of the difference between, I think, I think there is a difference between making a toile and going, oh, well that's worked versus oh god i have scissors in my hand and now i need to cut open the silk or i need to do satin or i need to do whatever it is um and i think there is an element to which you have to make sure you treat it like any other pro project because i say this sometimes with reading instructions i don't read instructions very often because if it's a sleeve i know how i put in sleeves so i'm just gonna bang a sleeve in when I do read the instructions for things I definitely know how to do, I get nervous and then do it completely wrong. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I should have just done this thing. Don't second guess yourself too much. You're a good service. Do you make beautiful things? Just go and have fun. And also, 
you're not a designer you're not making these clothes to sell this is your hobby you're here you're, you're learning you're you know you you can't sew as i better said you can't sew everything perfectly so just have fun and don't put too much pressure on yourself that's what led me to not do a single stitch on my blazer for six months because i just couldn't bring myself do you know what i have ruined it and i don't care because it's a wearable twirl and I've, I've, uh, I, I'm not going to say I've got better at welt pockets because I really haven't. Um, but I definitely know how to not do them. Yeah, you've and got experience now. You've got valuable experience. I have war wounds is actually what I have when I look <laughs> at it. Um, but no, it's, it's been good. Does anyone have any other questions for us? Also, agree on the wearable twirls. I hate wearing twirls that you're not going to do anything with. There's no point because that's just fabric taking up space. Like, make it so you can wear it, or cut it up and use it for something else. That's something else I would do. Any other questions for us? Yeah, otherwise we have to wrap it up, because we've been chatting for like almost an hour. I can't believe it. I'm um, so sorry. Yeah, it's like... been great having you on the show, Jess. I'm really grateful for you coming on. It's been such an absolute fun. pleasure. I do not have to be convinced to talk about sewing at any point. Um, it's been fabulous. I am gonna shamelessly plug myself for a second. Oh, okay. I cut out a coat over a year ago and I'm scared um, to sew it in case I ruin it. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fantastic. Also, tell us the pattern. Um, yeah, you can do this. Even yes, you can. Have a tolerance of, of mistakes a little bit. It's okay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But also, you've got to remember what a mistake, like quantify what you mean by a mistake because cutting a huge hole in the outside is a problem. Oh, has my internet gone? I bet my internet's gone. I'm still here and oh. see you. So. Brilliant, okay. Um, I froze for a second on my own screen. I was panicking now. You have to remember when you're sewing, like, there's mistakes like cutting a giant hole in the outside of something. And then there's, oh, my seam finish isn't great. Oh, I've done this. And you're like... And most stuff you know, we could as well, like, a lot of sewing is reversible, which is, like, actually really good i think people need to embrace their seam ripper it's so useful like it really takes the pressure oh. off oh thanks so much for reading up emily and for commenting as well we've loved having you and hopefully we'll see you at the dressmakers ball next yes. year we we must do it all of our tiny tiny people that we are uh simplicity eight seven nine seven gang Yes, we have to create. Um, we have to create a uh, <laughs> team Crocs before I go. Just getting a parting shot in there. Um, I just, <laughs> I refuse. I'm sorry. Um, that's just wrong. Um, but it will be fantastic. I love Captain Seam Ripper to the rescue, and I feel like that needs to be a comic drawn by someone. So if anyone's good at drawing, please draw Captain Seam Ripper for me. So I, I'm going to tilt you. I have two things on the wall, and I'd like to make a triptych. So any good sewing art, send it my way because it's annoying me. I have to wait three or four years so you can put your PhD diploma up there. And I think I think that, that's going to go somewhere else until I can, you know, bear looking at it. You'll be sick of it by then. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited! Also, loving the amount of support in the comments for just going for the coat. Do it, yeah. honestly. Coat. Even a trashy coat that you've done and you've learnt loads through is better than sitting and looking at a pile of stuff cut out that you don't want to use. So just, also, just go for it. it a year ago, so you can just girl map it. It's free fabric now. Like, it is. It's free. It's it is. It's both free and taking up space. 
both in your brain and in your sewing room. So get it on the machine, but also give me an event and update because we are your personal co-cheerleaders now. I'm volunteering you for this, but I feel like we're fine. Someone else who's watching does as well. Anyway, yeah, let's wrap it up. We're almost at 9 p.m. Um, <laughs> No, this is great. This is fine. Um, and you can always tune in on um, YouTube tomorrow if you do want to watch the whole thing. Um, or you can watch it over the weekend while you're sewing, while you're waiting for Jess's yeah. videos to come out on Sunday. Um, so next week, um, we're actually going to be back at a different time. So we're on Monday next week, so you don't have to wait very long for the next episode. Um, so next week, I'm going to be talking with Emma from Studio 77 who is a bag pattern designer and bag maker. She's so I'm really interested. Yeah. So I'm really, really interested to hear about like what's different with like the bag making stash. I'm imagining like, you know, lots of notions and all different sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, do let me know if you've got any questions for Emma and that's going to be on Monday at 8 p.m. because next, well, next Thursday is going to be the knitting and stitching show. So hopefully I'll see some people from the community there if you're around near London. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's joined us, even if you just popped in for a bit. It's been really good seeing you pop up on the list and thanks for all your questions. And yeah, thanks again, Jess, for joining us. It was really amazing to hear about all your stash and your PhD. I'm really glad that's going well. Um, but yeah, keep us updated. And if you don't follow Jess, go and follow her. Thank you yes. so much, Jessica, for joining. Enjoy your corduroy. I uh, love you both. I enjoyed this so much. Cheers. We're going to have crop nightmares with a, with a fluffiness just poking out the holes. I can actually see <laughs> crocodile wearing crocs now. I think that would, uh, now that's an image I've got my head. Crocodiles wearing crocs would be funny, like it would make them much less threatening. So, can you imagine a little squish? That um, but yes, ridiculous. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much and also, um, if you want to send us any of your sewing dilemmas, we're always happy to be your sewing agony yeah. aunts. So, ping us a message. Like, there is a fabulous community out there. Do not be scared to sew anything. Um, and yeah. thank you so much, Yvette, for having me and letting me ramble about terrible 2000s fashion trends <laughs> yeah. and what I'm actually not sewing. <laughs> Yeah, we've probably mentioned it too much now, and now New Craft House will decide that's going to be their theme for the next party. So we'll have to get some many, many skirts and belts to wear over our wide leg jeans. Uh, oh my God, can you imagine? But then they'd be actual photos, which would be a problem for me. It would have Maybe to be like a phone embargo. Maybe I'll see if I can get some yellow Crocs to wear to your So Yellow Ferrando event. Get some I'd allow it. I'd allow it. Basically, the only colour we're allowed, guys. So, you know, <laughs> fabulous. Thank you all so much for watching and for bearing with. And thank you, Yvette, for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to Stash Chats wherever you listen to podcasts to tune into more great conversations with the sewing community. If you're interested in organising your own sewing stash, be sure to check out Stash Hub app, available on iOS, Android and web. Links with more information about Stash Hub and the show notes for this episode can be found in the description.